Welcome to Metaphysical Soul Speak. I'm your host, Elena Fox-Starks. Hey guys, I hope you're doing really well in this moment in time. And that in spite of all outward appearances, to the contrary, I hope that you are able to take a silent beat and realize that we are indeed at the precipice. We're in the very beginning of the golden age of mankind. I feel this new era is here, the dawning of the age of Aquarius. I have been feeling the energy for a while, and all of you have as well, I'm sure of it. And I just know we're here. It's what we've been waiting for, at least those of us who've been waiting since the 80s. <laughs> I mean, 1987 was when I was first aware that this was basically going to happen. We were going to enter into a new era and possibly ascend into a new dimension. Back then, I didn't believe it. I just thought someone's been smoking the good stuff. <laughs> no way on earth that's going to happen, but I'll help it happen. If, it, if it's possible to help it happen, I'll help it happen. I will meditate and be on a spiritual path and I made the commitment when I was 18 years old I'm going to be 52 this year so it's been a long road for me but I feel it I hope you guys can feel it if you can't um, you will soon I know I have a lot of new listeners so I wanted to say welcome welcome glad you can Make it and listen to the show. I've, I've noticed that I have more listeners lately. So uh, just briefly, a little bit about me. I've been on a spiritual path my entire life. And I've been consciously aware of this, like I said, you know, since the 80s. And I've studied everything from ores and chakras and meditation to reincarnation and this past year I started channeling in the past three to four years I've become an energy shaman and I've really come into my own as a shaman as far as healing land and releasing thousands of spirits at once in some cases across uh, many geographical regions in South America and I'm a Reiki healer. I helped to bust up the quote-unquote Jesus Christ grid. If you say it like Jesus Christ grid, then you kind of understand what I mean by that. That's what I called it. Uh, Jesus himself, Brother Yeheshua, approached me about 20 years ago and said, I need you to join other lightworkers around the world 
they're all being individually contacted and we need you to bust up the grid of fake Christianity, the uh, people who are very judgmental and very rude and very um, condemning of others and all that judgmental, harsh, pointy finger type of energy, right? Basically. And so I did that. And then I was asked to implement the Christ consciousness grid. So I worked on that. I just sat in meditation for days on end and imagined it would, I mean, I wasn't in meditation for days. I was in meditation for maybe, you know, five or 10 or 20 minutes at a time, several times a day for weeks until I could imagine and see and visualize in my mind's eye that there was a big, very bright white energy grid surrounding the planet. And it was to help ascend the consciousness of humanity. And that was 20 years ago when my oldest child was still quite little and she just turned 20 on Monday. So (laughs) it's been a while. It's been a long road for me. I've been working on this stuff a long time and about, oh, about three, three and a half years ago, I would say I was also approached again, um, by my higher guidance. I think it was brother Yeheshua, as well as I don't even remember now. Maybe it was just God himself, the prime creator. When you uh, give your whole life over. And I did this in 2007. I said, okay, look, I don't think I'm doing a good enough job. I'm spiritual, but I'm not where I want to be. I want to serve you completely. That's why I told the creator. I, I, I want to be your instrument. So use my, my mind, my heart, my body, my will, everything is yours. You know, I give myself over as instrument of thy will. And when I did that, I got struck by lightning, hence the name, Hey Yoka lightning shaman (laughs) got thrown eight feet across my room. And I ended up (laughs) seeing God having a nice conversation. I've had five That was one of them. I've had five near-death experiences. And so I've, over the years, learned to tell when people are about to die or animals are on their last legs. (laughs) I've been able to see ghosts and work with ghosts and spirits for many years, over 20 years. And I started working with, um, like, whole populations of people who were inhabiting, like, islands or ancient ruin type sites of the Incas. I've only been doing this since I've been here in Inca country. I think I'm meant to be here. I was told to come here and help not only have a balance emotionally and spiritually in myself in Ecuador. Ecuador means equator, literally in Spanish. And I was also told to just kind of hold the energy and vibration of a harmony and balance for humanity here. I went through a period where I was healing people and people started flocking to me in Bogota, Colombia. They were coming to me and just completely, just randomly. It was weird. It was like I was busy all day long, just hugging people and holding their hands and counseling them and hypnotizing them and giving them Reiki and just helping them heal deep scarring psychological traumas. I do have a degree in psychology. I'm a doctor of divinity. I also 
obviously ordained minister, doctor of divinity, and um, also have a degree in hypnotherapy, certified clinical hypnotherapist. So, you know, at least I'm somewhat qualified to help people psychologically, but that's where I was for a while. And then all of a sudden it was animals everywhere. I went, there were animals that needed me and they would run across the street and lean against my legs and expect me to give them energy healing. They look at me like, what are you waiting for? You know what I'm here for. It was really crazy. I'd come home and I'd have animals waiting outside my door, sometimes lining up. Usually there was only one or two, but I had one cat, she'd come and just cuddle with me every night and want my arms around her. And after a couple of weeks, all of her cancerous tumors uh, dissipated. And then she didn't come back because <laughs> her treatment was over. So I became like an energy doctor for animals. They don't pay anything. <laughs> but I really had a lot of fun. Um, it's just who I am. It's what I've been doing. I've been doing this work for God. Um, ghosts don't pay you. Animals don't pay you. <laughs> you know, so... But it's been rewarding. It doesn't matter. It's just, it's been super fun and and traveling has been fun. And, you know, I asked God, uh, when my husband and I were, uh, going through a divorce, um, we started the divorce like about 11 and a half years ago and he died 10 years ago of cancer of the brain that had met, it was in his skin that had metastasized to his brain and throughout his body. And I've been a single mom for 10 years and my youngest is going to be 18 in October. So 10 years, uh, without my soulmate who I thought I was going to live with the rest of my life. My whole plan was thwarted, but I asked God a long time ago and I used the secret. I said, Hey, I want to work for you. I am your servant. I am Abdullah. I am your, the slave of God, Abdul Allah. You know, that's what that, that, that Arabic name means. <laughs> I am an instrument of your peace, your will. So whatever you do, work through me. You get the credit, not me. But if it's possible, I would like to not have to work. And if it's possible, I'd like to be able to travel and take my kids around the world and teach them other languages and other cultures. And I would like to maybe possibly, um, you know, have money to do that. And it wasn't really that much longer after that, that my husband died and I ended up with his, uh, temporary death benefits retirement. Um, when I'm 65, I'll get his retirement. Cause that's just the way that things work when you're married for uh, 11 years to somebody. But, um, because I have my kids that were underage and we were dependent on his income, the government gave me the money and it was incredible. It's like, Oh my God, I got this retirement income. So I've lived in six countries (laughs) with my children since, since 10 years have passed. And so that's what I, that's what I'm doing. It's, you know, I'm a writer. I haven't published any of my books yet. I know, I know I need to do it. (laughs) Absolutely. I need to do it. And it's coming. I, I'm going to be publishing my transcripts from my show last year. Um, all of my channelings because I've been requested by somebody who is deaf who cannot hear my show and my transcripts have not been transcribed. So I've got to do that. 
And if you know anyone who's deaf and spiritual, I will be giving a secret code to all deaf people for all of my books for free forever. Um, as far as that is concerned, because I think that's fair since hearing people can hear my show for free forever. So I'm going to be doing that, but the transcripts I'm going to do will be of all of my channelings. And I also have been writing a book about all of my past life memories. I have many, many of them. And I've met people who also remembered me from those lives as well, who were able to come and fill in the blanks that I couldn't remember. So in that book, also I give instruction on how you too can remember your past lives and how I did it. Cause I was obsessed with reincarnation when I was a teenager. <laughs> I had to understand who was I? What life did I have before? And then I realized maybe I had more than one life. And then over the years, all these people said, well, you're an old soul. Obviously you have more than one life. And I found out I had fricking a ton of lives. So that's who I am. It's what I, um, this is what I do. I do my podcast so that I can record my personal history. Um, so you don't have to go check the Akashic records. <laughs> you just listen to a podcast on an app, which is cool. I am doing this for myself so that I don't lose my, uh, memories, my story. I'm doing this for my children and my potential future grandchildren in the event that they don't get to physically connect with me. If something happens, God forbid, then they will at least be able to have my spiritual knowledge. And I decided that I should share it with the world. So if you are here and you're listening to the show and you decide to stick with the show and go back and listen to the old archives and look up things that you, uh, you know, want to know about, you know, like I've done chakras and auras and Kundalini and I've done a lot of shows. So, you know, you can go back and you just look up the things you're interested in, you know, just listen to the ones you're interested in. I do have people who, uh, work all day long in a job in which is kind of tedious so they can listen all day long as well. I have a lot of people who just like work in factories and spend eight hours a day catching up on the episodes. And I've heard some really good feedback that it's really helping them a lot in their lives. And so if I could be of service to humanity through my show, then all the better. And that's why I'm here. I'm serving God. God told me to do this. I last year I was hanging out by myself in my room and I said, Hey, uh, anything I could do for you today, God, let me know. And he said, yes, as a matter of fact, I want you to start a podcast. I'm like, oh, that's a good idea. I'll start a podcast someday. And he goes, today, download the app right now. And I'm like, oh my God, I was terrified. Probably my voice was shaking like crazy my first episode. I haven't gone back to hear it, but I remember thinking, oh my God, I'm so scared. No one's ever going to listen to my show. And I, I'm still in the very beginning stages. It's been 400 and... 20 episodes close to there somewhere around there and you guys are all here and I'm thankful for that 
and it's growing every day and I'm thankful for that so um, just that's a little bit of a rundown of who I am and what the show is about I kind of got kind of encouragement from my higher guidance to talk about this today in case you're new and in case you didn't really know what the show was about or who I am and how do I get off having a metaphysical podcast, you know, cause you don't know what my education is or you don't know me from Adam or what, you know, my qualifications are, but I've been trained by spirit since I was about two years old. I've been abducted by aliens, ETs since about then. Um, I now consider it experiencing them, <laughs> experiencing visits instead of saying that I'm definitely being abducted against my will, although it did feel like that up until just a few years ago. I have scars on my body. At least that proves it to me. It doesn't really maybe prove it to you, but it's like when you go to bed and everything's fine and you wake up and now you've got scars and blood on your arms and, <laughs> you know, little surgery scars sometimes that have healed mad you know you magically get a surgery scar and then you magically it's healed before you wake up it's kind of crazy but I have um, I've had a lot of crazy experiences and so I thought it was just time for me to share my experiences with the world because if you have weird experiences too if you are the black sheep of your family too, if you are the one weird odd man out standing in the field, just going, uh, all this weird spiritual crap is happening to me and no one gets it. I get it. I'm, I'm sharing my experiences and I'm being vulnerable for you guys so that you can know that you're not alone. There are like hundreds of thousands of us, if not millions. And we're growing in numbers every day and we're going to have millions by the end of the year for sure that are spiritually waking up. So this was a good time for me to have the show. I'm glad uh, God thought of it. (laughs) Anyway, we're going to go into some other stuff right now. I want to talk to you guys about coronavirus there's some big news that has come down the pike from this I'm gonna read to you something that my my very first friend in life Tommy (laughs) he was born on on August 6th and I was born on August 25th of the same month he was my next-door neighbor (laughs) Uh, well, not from the beginning, uh, when my parents divorced, he ended up being my next door neighbor later, but I knew him when I was about a week old or maybe, maybe like three weeks old because I was kind of a sickly baby, but that's when we first met. He was the first boy I took a bath with. (laughs) He's the first boy I climbed a tree with. He's the first boy that smoked me out. First time I ever tried marijuana. I'm sure his mom would be thrilled to hear that one. (laughs) I don't know if she, I think sometimes she listens to the show, but I'm pretty sure she suspected that anyway. (laughs) He's a grown responsible adult. In fact, I just had a conversation with him today. And so I've been, we've been friends our whole lives and um, he is an incredible person. And I don't even think he's spiritual to be honest. He's not all that spiritual, but he's one of the sweetest people ever. 
always has been very rambunctious, kind of crazy, um, with the ADHD, but I was one of the only people that always got him and understood him. And I, I stuck by him even on his crazy days when he's screaming and yelling and crazy because his, his, uh, he was always out of control when he was a little kid. <laughs> and so because of all that, we've been together as not together, but I mean, we've been friends our whole lives. And as adults, we haven't seen each other a whole lot, but we have written to each other online a lot. Anyway, um, he posted something about coronavirus and I wanted to, uh, read this to you today in case this helps you prevent it, combat it, and maybe alleviate some fears that you may or may not have going on right now inside of you because it's getting scary with the panic and the manic energy of this. It's just a bunch of drama, mama. (laughs) on all the news channels and I'm not saying that it's not warranted but I am saying that fear lowers your immune system stress lowers your immune system when you don't want to do that so we have to stay uh, in a balanced harmonious state so I'm going to read this to you guys though and this might give you a little bit more information that you did not have before All right, so this is kind of coming off of the grapevine via Facebook. Tommy reshared it from someone he knew. Um, This is the person who put this on here is Peter Lee Goodchild is his name. And he says, important announcement, coronavirus. Last evening, dining out with friends, one of their uncles who's graduated with a master's degree and who worked in Shenzhen, hospital in Guangdong province, China, sent him the following notes on coronavirus for guidance. Number one, if you have a runny nose and sputum, you have a common cold. That's not coronavirus guys. So if you're going through that and you're starting to have a panic, you don't have to worry because that's not what it is. Thank God. Right? Number two, Coronavirus pneumonia is a dry cough with no runny nose. Number three, this new virus is not heat resistant and it will be killed by a temperature of only 26 to 27 degrees. It hates the sun. Now I think that's centigrade. By the way, you're going to have to do the math on that, but that's, that's incredible news, isn't it? Seriously, maybe taking a hot bath would kill it. Weird, right? So, okay. I'm not saying definitely. Well, I'm saying maybe. All right. Number four, if somebody sneezes with it, it takes about 10 feet before it drops to the ground and is no longer airborne. So you do need to be aware of that. If you're really susceptible, honey, wear a bandana over your face. It's okay. You can look like the Frito Bandito for a while. Better to be safe than sorry. So if somebody sneezes, it's 10 feet in every direction. By the way, same thing with the toilet. You know, it's like six feet in every direction. So 
Every time you flush a toilet, A, keep your toilet clean, put a lot of bleach in there and keep the lid down before you flush it and spray the handle with Lysol, spray the bathroom handle, spray your, your door handles and put hand sanitizer on your phones and all the places where you touch with your fingers, keyboards. When I go to the grocery store, I put a bunch of sanitizer all over the cart because I don't want to touch something that might be something that will harm me. And I also make it clean for the next person. I've always been doing that. Virgos do things like that. (laughs) But so anyway, there's that. Let me see what the next one is here. Um, Number five, if it drops on a metal surface, it will live for at least 12 hours. So if you come into contact with any metal surface, wash your hands as soon as you can with a bacterial, antibacterial soap. Number six, on fabric, it can survive for six to 12 hours. Normal laundry detergent will kill it. Just normal laundry detergent, guys. In fact, I just bought antibacterial laundry detergent the other day. I can't even believe that exists down here. I thought that was kind of cool. My uh, clothes were a little bit moldy because it takes forever for my dryer to work. And so we're like, oh, let's just go get the antibacterial soap because it's like a long haul process. Number seven, drinking warm water is effective for all viruses. Try not to drink liquids with ice. And that doesn't mean you can't drink something cold, but bacteria can, some bacteria and viruses can live in ice, like in ice cubes, especially if you're like in Mexico or something. If you uh, have like limonada, if you have like a lemonade or limeade and it's got ice in it, that can actually have bacteria in it. it can make you very sick so you gotta be very careful that's why they say you know when you drink the water there make sure there's tequila in it <laughs> you know for real um when they say drink warm water that just sounds gross i'm saying hot tea green tea that does boost your immune system it's very very good for you so you know mint tea also manzanilla i mean um chamomile sorry I know by the Spanish word, I live in Spanish speaking world down here in Ecuador. So, uh, yeah, but chamomile has a lot of, uh, minerals and it's very healthy. So, um, uh, number eight, wash your hands frequently as the viruses, as a virus can only live on your hands for five to 10 minutes, but a lot can happen during that time. You can rub your eyes or pick your nose unwittingly and so on. Yeah, and then that's boom, virus, right? Number nine, you should also gargle as a prevention. A simple solution of salt in warm water will suffice. And by the way, if you're going to do that, you know, make sure it's like sea salt or Himalayan salt or salt from Peru, like the Cusco salt, something that's got the minerals in it might as well get your minerals while you can number 10 cannot emphasize enough 
drink plenty of water. That's what keeps your body flushed and clean. So that's good. The symptoms of the coronavirus. A lot of people aren't aware of this yet. It's number one. It will first infect the throat. So you'll have a sore throat that lasts for three to four days. You guys, I've had a sore throat for two days. You know, it's kind of freaking me out a little bit. I had a fever yesterday. It was like 0.3 above normal. It wasn't, it's was just a very low grade mild fever, but you know, I'm reading this today and I'm like, Oh my God, I got number one on the list. I don't think I have it. There's only 17 people that have been tested and have it in this country so far, supposedly. Although there are other, some people out in the media here in Ecuador are speculating that 500 people might have it already, but I don't think that's true. Basically a lady came from Italy. She, I mean, from Spain and she was 71 years old and she came and said, Hey, to everybody in her family, haven't seen them in years, spread the virus throughout all of her family. She gets home after two days of traveling Ecuador in two cities only. And then she went home and all of a sudden she's sick. Now she's in the hospital and 16 of her family members are mildly sick. It's not that big of a deal for them. So hopefully it will be contained. Ecuador is being very good about this. Thank God. They're even putting hand sanitizer on all the buses. (laughs) But they're also considering uh, stopping a lot of the buses. And some of the airlines here have already shut down for a while. So anyway, so it'll first infect the throat. You'll have a sore throat last three to four days. Number two. This is the symptoms now. The virus then blends into a nasal fluid that enters the trachea, then the lungs, and that causes pneumonia. This takes five to six days further. Number three, with the pneumonia comes high fever and difficulty in breathing. The nasal congestion is not like the normal kind. You feel like you are drowning. It is imperative that you seek immediate medical attention. Immediate medical attention, guys. So, if you don't have lung issues, then it's possible you're going to get through it just fine. If you do have asthma or heart disease you've got to take extra precautions I know I do I'm constantly with the antibacterial stuff and I don't go out of the house now last weekend I felt was my only only shot to get out to the coast kick it at the beach for a while and then my friends like no it's polluted don't go I didn't go and now I'm getting a little like nervous like maybe I shouldn't go anywhere now I might just be homebound (laughs) maybe I could go out to the park or go downtown you know, just hang out in the park in the sunshine for a little while. But I feel like, um, as far as taking a trip for two or three days, getting away, I, I'm just going to wait. <laughs> um, prayers are needed for Rita Wilson and also Tom Hanks. They both have coronavirus right now. But prayers are needed for all the people that have coronavirus, not just celebrities and people we love, like Tom Hanks, of course, and Rita Wilson also love her. But, uh, yeah, the NBA has suspended its season indefinitely because a player on the Utah Jazz has tested positive for 
coronavirus 19. There was a, a man from Mississippi who traveled to Florida, came back. Now he's got it. You know, a lot of things going on. Uh, 1,318 people were discharged in China today. They uh, no longer have it. Again, this is like, this is a, a course that you can pass with an A. 94% of the people get better. 6% die. So your chances of living are very, very high, you know? So I want you guys to get scared, but I'm going to tell you some more. The uh, World Health Organization in a press briefing has named the virus a pandemic now. It's not the time, though, they say, to move to mitigation for countries. You just have to still try to suppress the transmission of it and continue with the containment efforts. All travel from Europe to the United States now has been suspended for 30 years. Ban does not apply to the UK, though. So I guess you can. I have a friend who just, she listens to Becca. She just got back from the United States, went back to Germany just recently. Man, you got in under the wire, girl. That's so cool. I'm glad you had a good time, too. But, uh... Mike Pence, the, pres- the vice president of the United States, has said that all the insurance companies have agreed to waive all co-pays on coronavirus testing, and they will extend coverage for coronavirus treatment in all of the benefit plans. So if you're in the U.S. and you're having problems with insurance, you're going to be okay if you want to go get tested. The uh, director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, Dr. Anthony Fauci, has said things will get worse, but how much worse it gets will depend on two things. Number one, containing the influx of infected people coming from other countries. Number two, containing local outbreaks within the United States. When pressed by lawmakers for an estimated, an estimate of eventual fatalities in the U.S., Fauci said it will be totally dependent upon how we respond to it he can't give you a number he says I can't give you a realistic number until we put into the factor of how we respond if we're complacent and really don't do aggressive containment and mitigation the number could go way up and be involved in many many millions the whole country of Italy is shut down now they have closed all their commercial activities offices cafes and shops the only things that will be remaining open is transportation, pharmacies, and groceries. That's it. Um, an emergency meeting was called in the UK by Boris Johnson on closing schools, and he's telling everyone to work from home. In fact, most companies that can have remote workers, guess what? Everyone's working from home. Everyone's working from home. That's how I prefer it. I don't like leaving the house. I love working in my pajamas if I can, (laughs) you know, I just, I like to be comfortable and I hate leaving the house and I hate having to deal with people and going on the buses and I just, it's like, I don't want to be sick and this is how I am anyway. So for me, this is perfect. They are asking people, especially elderly people, especially in Florida where the virus is starting to take a pretty strong foothold. They're asking that people start to socially distance themselves. That's the new 
thing that all the news agencies are saying. I don't know if you guys listen to news from the U.S. if you're not from there especially. But this is like the new buzz catchphrase that's come out of this. Social distancing. It's like, dude, I've been social distancing myself for like my whole life as an introvert. <laughs> it's an introvert's dream, right? <laughs> you know? Like I, people have been saying things like, you know, my boss calls me and says, I need you to work from home and you know and, and and then people are saying but me slipping back slipping back into my pajamas putting my bunny slippers on and secretly turning on Netflix oh okay I can handle that I think and the boss I know this is gonna be really hard me reaching for the whiskey <laughs> I mean it's just gonna be a little bit more comfortable for people I think that this whole thing is going to shift us in ways that we didn't believe or know it or think about even not even believe we just didn't even know it's going to shift us in ways that we had no idea it could shift us I think that people who have always gone to work every day are going to start to realize that hey I kind of like working from home this is kind of cool why didn't I do this all along this is like more comfortable I think some people are going to you know people are going to shift their lives because of this uh, President Merkel has warned that up to 70% of Germany's population could contract the coronavirus, which would be about 58 million people. And their population is 83.7 million people right now. So um, they've had 343 new cases and one new death in Germany. So I think he's getting kind of scared. I have a feeling they're going to follow suit. They're going to do what um, Italy has done with the uh, closing of the country, basically shutting down everything. All schools and universities in Denmark have been closed and all public employees have been sent home or will be sent home starting the 13th. So if you live in Denmark, yeah, just go get a bunch of groceries. Enjoy your life. You're going to go home. You're going to work from home. Hungary has declared a state of emergency. They closed all their universities. They ban all indoor and outdoor events. Indoor events for more than 100 people and outdoor events for more than 500 people. They have stopped all their flights, trains, buses from Slovenia and Austria. And they have tightened their border control with Croatia. They require quarantine for Hungarian citizens that are returning from China, Italy, South Korea, and Iran. The first death has taken place in Argentina. And the first death has taken place in Ireland and in Bulgaria. Um, in South America, that's the first death in all of South America is the one in Argentina, by the way. Four new cases in Israel. Um, the contagion source is unknown. So, um, 238 new cases in Qatar. It jumped from 24 to 262. That's crazy. And it's just like, just like yesterday. So, I mean, you could go look at all this if you want to look at worldometers.info. He has all the information, this person. I'm saying he. It might be a she. I don't even know. Or they. I don't even know who's putting this together. But um, I think it was a Coachella was canceled. A lot of things have been canceled. Um, Just stay home. Just stay home. 124 countries and territories around the world and also one international conveyance, the Diamond Princess cruise ship that's still harbored in Yokohama, Japan, 
So that's where it is. 124 countries. 124. But the death rate's only 6%. It's 126,367 cases total. 4,633 deaths. Now remember when SARS was the big deal, that was around 800 and something deaths, right? So it's a lot more. It's like almost like five times more. So just be careful out there, guys. You're going to be all right, though. You have 94% chance of surviving this. Spaceweather.com has some news today. The uh, solar wind is 315.1 kilometers per second, so it's very slow. And the sun is blank again. There goes the uh, radioactive sunspot that it's disintegrated. It left the sun blank. The one with that horrible sound I played for you on Monday. So here we go again. One day without a sunspot. (laughs) On the full moon night, there was a lot of uh, geomagnetic displays in the sky. The Aurora Borealis was in full force. Bright green. Beautiful. You could go look at a picture of it on spaceweather.com. And the Alu... Ulu Finland uh, count. They they have their machines there that count the cosmic radiation reaching Earth, and it went from high to very high today. It is very high. I don't know about you guys, but all day long my tinnitus has been going and buzzing. My body's been vibrating um, extremely fast, and I've been very very. Um, I don't know. I just feel like there's a phone left on vibrate and it's been constantly vibrating inside my body. It's the only way I can describe the feeling I'm having is uncomfortable. It's a feeling of growth, probably <laughs> spiritual growth. And it's just, I've been just like, it's like all day long ever since yesterday, actually. And that's because we were, uh, bombarded with uh, not only high, very high counts of of cosmic radiation but also the solar winds has started to hit us today they will continue to hit us tomorrow um, from the Sun from a few days ago and also um, yeah so that happened let's see what else so yeah the solar winds all day today and tomorrow um, I have a feeling it's gonna continue through tomorrow the uh, fireball network the all-sky fireball network of NASA um, their NASA all-sky cameras they scan the skies above the United States for meteoric fireballs well today we only had two meteoroids so yesterday was 13 so hey every day is different some days it feels like it stays the same but it is different So that's our uh, news from there. We're going to go to the Schumann Resonance news now. Oh, before I get into the DisclosureNews.it, I wanted to also say that a lot of Ivy League schools have been closing their doors. Harvard is shut down. I believe Yale is shut down. Um, I just got a notice from Variety News that all of the elite schools in Los Angeles for little kids, grade schools. The private schools are all shutting down. They're, they've all made the decision. They've called it. 
Um, it's funny that something so microscopic that cannot even be seen at the eye is shutting down the whole freaking world. But watch, you guys, a lot of spiritual stuff's coming out of it. I feel it. Let's just pray. Let's send love and light and prayer to everybody, especially people in China and Italy and Iran, all over the world, but especially to the families who've lost loved ones and who are scared. Let's just send love and light to them. Put your hand over your heart and just just send them love. Just beam out love in every direction and ask that it goes to the people who need it the most. Just hold space and grace and imagine that people come out of it okay. And the people that are not meant to come out of it okay send love and light to the families so that they come out of it okay. All right, disclosurenews.it. They had a 13, here we go with that number again, <laughs> 1300 report UTC time. The latest updated graph shows a period of calm that lasted from 10 UTC yesterday until 1 a.m. when a series of very light movements around power 10 started. The oscillations continued for until 7 a.m. UTC, but from that moment, calm seems to have returned. So it's like nothing, like 10 hertz frequency. And then in the evening report, 1700 report, slight movements continued after 7 reaching maximum power 8, that's again nothing, at 14 UTC time and not much after, just the time the update seems like new movements are starting. And then so they opened up the dialogue again at 2200 hours and they said, as anticipated with the new charts, we see that the activity has returned with a crescendo that from 1900 UTC time has led the amplitude to reach power 20. That's Hertz frequency 20 at 21 UTC time. And the activity seems to be continuing. So it looks like there's a lot of background noise at this one too. And I think that's the cosmic radiation that we're getting like for real, it's kind of getting crazy here. Oh, I knew it. I had a feeling it's going to be crazy energy wise over in Africa. Just wait till you hear this report. It's funny because all the other numbers are so low right now. So <laughs> this is going to be a wild chart. Heartmath.org. Here we go. <laughs> in California at midnight, they started off at six hertz frequency on the Schumann resonance scale and by uh, and they, they're not doing to five they're only going to four again like yesterday by four, by 4 a.m. they were at zero Hofuf Saudi Arabia has been at zero all the way across the whole day at midnight in Lithuania they started off at 80 that's pretty high compared to the other one we had 80 hertz frequency at midnight and by 4 a.m. They stayed at 80. They went down. They dipped down at 2 o'clock to 79 and then went right back up to 80 again. In Alberta, Canada, they start off at 28 hertz frequency at midnight. And by 4 a.m. they were at 27 hertz frequency. They went down by 1. 
Northland, New Zealand started off at 32 hertz frequency at midnight. And they went down to 31 by 4 a.m. And this is the one that's off the charts again. (laughs) Hulului, South Africa. I remember yesterday it was like, what, 200 and something. At midnight, they started off at 549 hertz frequency. 549. They went up to 591 hertz frequency by 4 a.m. That is Holului, South Africa, and this is... This has been the Schumann Resonance Report. And why do I read this, guys? I read this because we feel that there's something going on. We suspect this energy is crazy. We feel it in our bodies. We feel the vibrations in our bones. We know that something's going on, but there's science to back it up. This is metaphysical soul speak. And the reason why I call it metaphysical is because in in my opinion, in the opinions of many metaphysicians, that metaphysics is the point, the juncture at which science and spirituality meet. Quantum mechanics, quantum physics is a study, a branch of science that explains spirituality. We talk about it quite a bit on the show. And I'm, I've always been fascinated by it. Like, you know, when science goes, oh, well, spiritual, whatever, religious, blah, 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 whatever. Fine. You know, don't believe in religion. That's fine. But when we feel something in our body and we feel that we're changing and transforming, and then all of a sudden there's science to back up what we're seeing and feeling, like the radiation coming in and we're feeling it. It's interesting. I, it's just, I don't know. It, to me, at the very least, it's very interesting. All right. Now we go to our, that was our science portion. Here's our, our spirituality <laughs> lesson. Every day we read a, a Course in Miracles. We read one lesson. In the beginning, the lessons were really long, so I only read one or two paragraphs. But now they're small lessons, so we're going to read the whole thing. We are on Lesson 252. If you want to follow along, it's ACIM.org. If you want to get an app there free on your iTunes store or your Google Play store, whatever it's called, um, whichever one you use, or just online, ACIM.org. That is the foundation for inner peace. Today we are at lesson 252, and I read these because they are extremely high vibrational and helpful. Helps you unravel some of the stuff you might have from religion. Helps you unravel some of the stuff you have from your life and it brings you back into alignment with your one will, with your higher self. It's a very high vibrational word. So here we go. The son of God is my identity. The son of God is my identity. Myself is holy beyond all the thoughts of holiness of which I now conceive. Its shimmering and perfect purity is far more brilliant 
than is any light than I have ever looked upon. Its love is limitless with an intensity that holds all things within it in the calm of quiet certainty. Its strength comes not from burning impulses which move the world, but from the boundless love of God himself. How far beyond this world myself must be, and yet how near to me and close to God. Father, you know my true identity. Reveal it now to me who am your son, that I might waken to the truth in you and know that heaven is restored to me. There you have it. The Son of God is my identity. It's very powerful. (laughs) I hope you felt the energy of that. That's extremely powerful. I like it. I might have to do a meme on my Instagram about this one. This was a good one. (laughs) Um, At MermaidGirl888. By the way, if you haven't started to follow me yet, you can. You'll see what I've done for the show in the event that you forget and you got your Insta on. I just started adding some new art, some pretty cool pictures, so you might want to go check it out. I decided to start inspiring you guys in another way, so I'm excited about that. All right, I'm going to take a quick break. When we come back, I'm going to be channeling tonight again Michael Shearhan of Ashtar Command and the Pleiadian Light Forces right after this message. guys I am here I'm already connected to Michael Shearhan of Ashtar Command and the Pleiadian Light Forces they have been helping us for quite some time they've surrounded our solar system and our planet with their light ships and they have been seen by some people they've been photographed and videos have been taken of their light ships. They just look like a bunch of white lights going across the sky, very peaceful and gentle. They don't want to jar us by just showing up on our lawn. (laughs) It is coming. It's on its way. But right now they are still, I think, just doing the gentle thing. We're going to see what Michael has to say. He is my, um, Pleiadian Ascension partner. He is also for several of you as well. In fact, all of the Pleiadian people who are, they look just like us. They are extraterrestrials from another world. They're from the fifth dimension. And so they've had a role to play on planet earth for millennia. Stonehenge, not Stonehenge. I'm sorry. Um, Rapa Nui in Chile. Easter Island, basically. Um, that was Pleiadian. They, they built that. They helped at least build that. According to Cryon. <laughs> but and Cryon, by the way, is a group of people channeled through Lee Carroll. 
C-A-R-R-O-L-L. He's been channeling since, oh God, the 80s. He's one of the oldest channels, channelers that have been around forever. He's a direct channel. I am an indirect channel. I channel via telepathy. And so one way to do this, if you want to increase your clairaudience and clairvoyance, you touch your forehead and say ki asha three times. I just did that to increase any transmission of or re- receiving the transmissions of pictures, mental pictures. So if Michael wishes to send me something, I increase my ability to receive by saying ki asha. I touch my ears and say linkura. That helps me to receive telepathic um, audio, like clairaudience. But telepathy for me, when I'm receiving the messages, it's a combination. It's inside my, I don't know, um, it's almost like I hear it inside my head. And when I do clairaudience, I can hear it inside my ears. When I do the kiyasha, I, I see it in my mind's eye. But I, I, I've been doing this my whole life, so it's kind of hard to explain it right now. But basically, I don't directly channel. I don't take... I don't, like, step aside so that the beings can inhabit my body and take over. <laughs> I, I like to have more control than that. I think it's cool that some people can do it, but I'm just too, I don't know, chicken shit or something. <laughs> it's just like, I, it's already weird enough I'm channeling. Okay, that's it. I've been channeling for friends and family. Not very much, just very rare throughout my life. Um, every now and again, it will happen, basically. And since I started the podcast a year ago, year and two months ago, it has, uh, channeling has suddenly become part of the menu, <laughs> as it were. So I'm here with Michael Sherhan, and he is a commander of all of the light forces. And last time we had him on the show, he said that. All of us starseeds, whether we're originally from Pleiades or not, when we ask for it, they are coming to us and helping us while we're meditating, while we're sleeping in various capacities. They are sending us energy and they are breathing with us and energy, um, doing energy exchanges and pulling us up to a higher vibrational rate. So we'll see. Um, I don't even remember what he said in the last one, to be honest. I do go into a trance when I do this and then I pretty much just say what I hear. And like all trance channelers, I am only as good as my ability to hear that day. I feel pretty close to him now though. I feel like This is going to be a good one, so we're going to get started right now. (sighs) 
Michael Sherhan, am I connected to you? <laughs> he says, yes, of course you are. Muscle testing also says yes. So, um, hello. I am glad to have you. I, I'm having a problem with my energy, um, feeling hot and cold, hot and cold, hot and cold. It's like I have a sweater on. I took it off. I was too hot from all the energy pouring through me. And I know you have something to say about this energy, Michael. It's, it's been incredible. I feel like I'm outside and it's a hundred degrees outside and I'm sitting in the sun, the radiation of the energy that my body is receiving. It feels like I'm out in the sun. And I just, for the last hour, I had my window in my bedroom open. It's like 53 degrees outside and I'm like burning up. (laughs) So I keep getting hot and then cold and hot and then cold. So I know you have some stuff to say about that. I want to ask you about that before we get started. And, um, maybe what's going on with what you guys are doing with Ashtar's command is doing where you guys are, where we are and how much, well, where we're going, where we're headed, how many people are already in the fifth dimension and how many are on the verge of hopping and well, all that good stuff. So I am connected with you. Muscle testing says, yes, you may begin your transmission now, Michael. Thank you. He's telling me to relax. Okay, I will. He says, we've done this before. You know you can do it. He, he knows. I always get nervous about this. I always, every time. <laughs> Even though I've done it a lot, I just, I still always get nervous. Yeah. He says, you can hear me. I can hear you. So, Michael, go ahead. He says, well, hello and greetings. I am Michael Sherhan of Ashtar Command. For some of you, I have come to you and just said, I'm Michael Ashtar. That's another way that we say who we are. We um, are many, many of us. And a lot of us have come and channeled through many people that you have maybe heard of on your various websites, YouTube and the like. Mira is another Pleiadian. Uh, she works with me on my ship and she sometimes will call herself Mira Ashtar. We're not a married couple. Some of you have asked this question on a couple of the websites. That's really funny. You guys, I didn't know that. This is me, Elena. I, I didn't know that at all, actually. So <laughs> Michael's saying, yeah, we were kind of laughing about it. We actually work together. We're we're old friends, we're good friends, but we're merely co-workers. And anyone who says they are Ashtar or their first name and Ashtar, it just means that they're part of the Ashtar command. It's sometimes easier not to explain it and sometimes easier just to say the word Ashtar as if it's a last name, just like Jesus Christ you know, it's just easier for people to think of it as that is his last name, even though he wasn't. And we know a lot of the arguments we've heard over the years from many of you, (laughs) as you try to explain to your relatives that Christ was not his last name. It was a title he held. Same thing with us. Ashtar is, it's almost a, a title that we hold, but it's, it's just part of 
It's like saying, um, Betty, United States, Michael Ashtar. It's kind of the way we look at it. If you said your name and then the country you're from, you know, like Sally, Nigeria or whatever. So that's the way that we kind of look at it. And it has caused some confusion and a lot of people don't completely understand or get who we are, where we're coming from. And there have been some points of confusion. We wanted to clear that up before we begin fully tonight. Okay. Um, well, you, you, uh, you guys have surely been working extremely hard. We are grateful to be a part of this project. This has been the most rewarding project of my adult life and career. I am humbled in the face of all that you guys have been facing. All of you who are spiritually awakening ones, those of you who are light workers, those of you especially who are light workers and also empaths, we see you. We too are empathic creatures. Pleiadians are very intuitive and we spend a great deal of our lives communing in the element of nature as well as communing with the divine. To us, there really truly is no difference between divine and nature herself. And we know what level of dedication it takes to achieve some of the things that you are all achieving right now. You might think that you just woke up a few weeks ago or a few months ago or a couple years ago and that you've been working hard and this is all the work you have done. This is not the case. You have been working towards this for all of your lifetimes. You have been working towards this in your life between lifetimes. Spiritual growth sometimes has the appearance of going very slow. Spiritual growth sometimes has the appearance of growing or going very, very quickly. And in the events that it's quickly, sometimes your family and friends might be a little jealous of you if it appears to them that you suddenly became enlightened and they've been working on it for years. <laughs> but we are here to assure you that the same amount of work goes in. And perhaps you have spent 30 lifetimes working on becoming a spiritually ascended master and then you wake up and all of the information comes flooding back and the clearness of your channel has very much to do with the clearness of your heart your emotional body your mental body And when we say the channel, we we don't mean that you're necessarily channeling 
people like us, <laughs> you are channeling your former knowledge. You are literally creating a circuit and a conduit for the information to flow as if it it's, it's akin to the uh, telephone lines, the fiber optic cable network, the glass. I think he's saying it's glass. Are you saying it's glass? Yeah, like the glass cable lines where the information is transmitted so rapidly via light. And it's very similar to that. That's the way that we see it from our perspective. So it's like there's been a phone call waiting for you from the lifetime in which you gathered all the knowledge and information. And the moment that you clear it all out, you clear out the the cable line or whatever you want to call it for the metaphor, you clear out this channel by forgiving self, forgiving others, letting go of dramas and sad events. You clear out your psychological processes through healing emotionally, through healing psychologically, mentally. You clear out your mental body, you clear out your emotional body, and then you sit with your spirit, with your spiritual self. And in this sitting, what happens, what takes place for many of you, and we've watched this again and again, and we find this ultimately very thrilling. It's very exciting, and we're so happy to be able to witness. We feel privileged and honored to witness this. And we see it's almost like you've opened the line, the the line clears out, and in a flash, all of that white light full of information, it's like packets of information, comes flooding to you, and you suddenly know there's a sudden enlightenment. So in the case of those of you who have had a sudden flash, a sudden moment and burst of enlightenment, and you're like, oh, <laughs> I get the universe now. That's what, that's what happened. You did the work in a past life. Or you did the work in, in the uh, life between lives, you've, but you've done the work. And those of you who have been on this spiritual path for 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years, some of you 60 years. Some of you have been doing this your whole life. And it seems like the information comes slowly, but it might be that you are maybe not as old of a soul or your soul just wasn't interested in, in exploring the spirituality aspect quite yet. And you decided to take your lesson slowly. And what we would like to say to all of you, no matter which way you have decided to take in the information, have it received unto you right at this, the precipice of the greatest age of humanity. We would say to you that it does not matter if it took you six months to complete high school or if it took you four years to complete high school. Because in the end, you all graduated. 
So it definitely behooves you to increase your levels of kindness and compassion and decrease your levels of judgment of self and others in this case and decrease your levels of jealousy uh, some some of you have had secret petty jealousies among your groups of people or even in your own mind and no one else knows about it but the thing is we see and this is also quite funny to us we we at least we laugh about it <laughs> when you have a judgment of someone that's very um, enlightened they hear it and when you're the person who's being judged you hear what the other person is saying do you not has this not been happening for you that you feel and hear the judgment of them you know what they're thinking you know what they're saying about you it's like they're talking in your ear directly even if they're by themselves speaking to their cat in their living room but you hear it and the only thing that you can do really in our opinion in this case is just to laugh it off they're still sleeping they don't know what they don't know and what they don't know is that you can hear them <laughs> you can hear their thoughts you know what they're thinking you know immediately what level they're at when they start talking about you when they start saying these things about you and when they start having these snap judgments and they are criticizing and nitpicking every turn of phrase you use every word you use every way in which your uh, laughter comes out or if you have an affect in your arms flail about when you speak or whatever weird little aspect they're picking up on that they don't like it just shows how much asleep they still are when they're being critical and nitpicking and downright mean and evil the heaven on earth has no place for the mean girls there is no scenario in which the bullies will be allowed into the fifth dimensional clubhouse (laughs) but we do see a time in which those people who are asleep and bullying and mean and judgmental we see a time in which they roll over and they wake up from their slumber and they go oh my gosh I have made a grave error I've made a mistake in my judgment and they will become aware of the pain that they caused you. And they may or may not admit it out loud to you, but we see it coming. We see they will turn around and everything shall be reflected back unto them. 
they will realize what they have done and, and who they've hurt. We know that earthlings have a phrase, you only hurt the ones you love. And and we do see this over and over again. This also is one thing about humanity that cracks us up. You're very much like us. The Pleiadians, you know, the, when we went through this, it was all very much the same. In, in fact, there have been humorous books in the Pleiades written about these such circumstances. There was one lady who was suddenly quite enlightened and before she had been quite ensnared in her ignorance and her slumber. So she was like a lady in in an old village in our world that she was seen around gossiping all the time, just gossiping and talking bad about people and judging people, making fun of people. And she had a sudden scare. She lost her husband quickly. She became very sorrowful. It was an instant, well, some of you might call it a comeuppance. And she had everything pretty much befall her at once. She got very ill and almost lost her life. And this is when the Pleiadians, way back, many, many, many eons ago, when the Pleiadians were still in the third dimension, like you guys, you know, are making the transition now. And she, she was the last person people expected to become self-aware and spiritually enlightened and people around her were lightening up as it were and they were very happy in their world and she was making fun of them she was saying they were scammers or fraudsters whatever words you guys would use kind of similar she would talk about people say that they were full of crap they didn't know what they were doing that what they were saying they just didn't you know the words that you would use you know, obviously other words were used in our world, but you get the gist. So she almost lost her life and almost lost her home and she lost her husband. And she went through that deep, dark night of the soul experience, that experience where you feel that all the despair has befallen you. And as she laid in her bed one night crying, she realized that all the people around her started making fun of her and they talked bad about her but not to her face but in a way in which she could hear their voices speaking about her and she realized those haunting voices were voices that were saying the same words that she had said about others And she could hear the people saying, she said this about me, but look at her now. What's going through her? Look, she she said this and now this is happening. She doesn't even see what she's doing. But as the story goes, and she had written a, a book in our world about this. And she learned the error of her ways and she made it her life's journey to 
teach after she became enlightened. But when she had her dark night of the soul and her hard days, and they befell her hard, but all at once, can you imagine taking all of the sorrow in your life over the course of a lifetime? And it happens in about five to seven days time. We think it was about uh, mirrors with him. He's saying, he's saying he thinks there's like nine to 11 days was like the worst days of her life. All of them at once. Okay. For she had chosen to have this experience, um, come hard and fast at her. And she didn't realize she was going to be such a judgmental person. She put herself in a situation that it might be that way to make her story more profound and to make her enlightening period more profound. So she went through this horrible experience and all of a sudden she could hear all the voices in the village. And when they quieted down, she started to hear her own voice ringing out in the energetic patterns around her, all the things she had ever said. And her own voice became as ghosts in her mind and in her room and she could hear them and she had to heal every single one of them she had to forgive herself for every single thing she said and she had to apologize and make amends to every person that she had hurt when she was sleeping and she did she spent a lifetime and she put she named the names in the book She said what she said about each person and she talked about how she had no justification for ever saying anything bad about another person, for ever being a gossip, for ever hurting anyone or making fun of anyone, or for ever making herself feel emotionally and mentally and even spiritually in some cases superior to the others. So she had this experience and wrote the book and it became extremely popular and she um, was really grateful that her story could get out there because it helped so many other people and we see in some of your cases we see that these kinds of things are starting to occur all around you you're starting to hear the voices of the people who would judge you. And sometimes these people live on another continent. Sometimes they live in another world from you, meaning another country or even, you know, another city or, and some of these are your family members and that's the ones that hurt the most. And we, okay. He's saying we refer to you and and they want me to tell me a little bit. There's something that happened. Uh, I told you guys that I hadn't been on Instagram for like a couple months and I wasn't getting the numbers for the show that I wanted and I don't know how to market. I'm really hopelessly bad at it. And my son started looking into Instagram and a few days ago he said, mom, you have to up your Instagram game, which I mentioned in the past couple days. So all right, fine. I added Instagram on my tablet, which is now what I'm using to record because my phone battery died (laughs) two months ago and I can't even take a charge now. 
and that's why I didn't even have Instagram for two months. And so I did, and I started putting some really cool artwork. It's at mermaid girl 888. And the very first piece of art that I did was, uh, it says, believe in yourself. And it's a really beautiful, um, amber, amber color, kind of a golden amber. It has butterflies. It's really cute. It's just a simple message. Believe in yourself. And one of the first people that liked it was my cousin. And I'm not going to mention her by name, but she was somebody who, when I was a child, she and I were very close. We saw each other every day of our lives. We went to the same grade school together. And I loved her very much. I loved her little brother. We were all pretty close and we spent every weekend together. And during the week we got together, our families would get together and have dinner. Sometimes they'd be at our house. Sometimes we'd be at their house, but we always had these people in our lives. And when she grew up and became an adult, something happened. I don't know what, but she had lost all of the memories of her childhood all of her memories of me and I had all my memories intact of her and how much I absolutely loved her and we were so close and she was always just so funny and fun and we would laugh for hours together and hang out a lot together and we really enjoyed each other's company so as an adult I met her again and hadn't seen her in years and we got along okay got along all right but you know uh after like two days together she started making fun of me she started nitpicking me and didn't like the way I said a word she didn't like a turn of a phrase I used and she would make fun of me and she said well I have a degree in library science so I know I'm right on this phrase you said the word wrong like three or four things like that. It was just really mean out of nowhere, you know, and here's this, and we were at my uncle's house and with his new wife and the new wife was kind of siding with her and that was weird. So it was just a very awkward thing. Well, she ended up getting married. We got together a couple of times with her kids and with my kids when I had kids and over the years. And the last time I, I saw her, we were at, um, We'd gone up to Washington state and saw her in a hotel and her husband and my husband got into an argument, a spiritual argument. Her husband was a narcissist and, um, insistent upon his ways. And he didn't, he was ignorant about some, it was some stupid point. Anyway, they got into, I I don't even care. They got into an argument. And ever since that day, she has been very weird and distant from me. And I never saw her again in person. And she was my friend on Facebook. And then one day she lambasted me and quote unquote called me out. She said, I'm calling you out on this thing. She said that I was sexualizing my child by allowing him to date an older girl. And it was like the most insane thing I had ever seen. I said, my son has his first quote unquote date and and all it was was he sat in a park and had a coffee with a girl who was a couple years older than him in Guatemala and they developed a friendship that they've had now for almost seven years they're still friends 
and and he it was and I was saying it was cute because he called it a date and obviously it had nothing to do with sex or kissing or holding hands or nothing he was just a little kid he was nine and he's like I want to have a date I want to have an adult date in the park I'm like okay great so basically what what that means is I sat across the street having my coffee <laughs> and he had I think it was actually a hot chocolate he bought for her and it was just like not a big deal well she went into this massive diatribe about talking about how what a horrible person I am for allowing this to occur it's like all I allowed was two children to sit in a park and have a conversation together that was it you know like nothing more I was like it was a little tiny street it was across the street it sound you know it wasn't across the damn highway it was like literally I was maybe 10 steps away from him and because of that friendship he learned Spanish and became fluent in Spanish and because of that conversation she now is fluent in English that friendship had to happen it was like it was like a cosmic relationship friendship so that they would both learn the, each other's language and that's what sparked a lifelong love of language learning on both parties but she called me out she uh, encouraged the entire family to delete me on Facebook said I'm a terrible mom she created this massive drama massive drama and I didn't hear from her from her for six years and just this last year she added me on Instagram and I wasn't even gonna let her see my feed I was just gonna be like keep my feed private forget it no and she added herself to my feed and I'm like okay fine I need to be the bigger person allow it she was a bigger person she added me and maybe it was a mistake. I don't know. Maybe she didn't know it was me. I don't know. And then after a while, we kind of acknowledged each other. And I was like, oh, thank God our relationship might be on the road to repair. When her husband died, I was there for her. When my husband died, she was nowhere to be found. You know, that's, it's always been a one-sided where I'm loving her. I'm giving her love and support and advice and whatever. And she's being snarkastic to me. Snarktastic. <laughs> snarky and sarcastic and mean and downright evil to me judgmental and rude but this whole time I'm hoping she wakes up because back in the day when she was a kid she was very spiritually aware she used to be a Wiccan she used to be very spiritually aware and then suddenly she's like that's childish and then now she's judgmental of everything and she just started riding horses and she's going through all these uh, spiritual crises and I see that her dark nights of the soul is coming up and I'm praying for her like please wake up just roll over and wake up already because I want to have conversations and relationship with her right and so I put my first like spiritual post for you guys on that and she was the first person to like it and I thought oh my god the dialogue started it's gonna start I was so happy and then after I put 10 more I noticed that my number went down by one and I literally sat last night for 430 uh, followers. I looked through and it went down from 430 to 429 and I knew it. I just knew it was her. And as I looked and I'm looking and looking, looking, all of a sudden I heard her words speaking about me. How dare I say that I'm a podcaster? How dare I have a show? How dare? Yeah, I just heard her words her judgmental and I'm like it's so funny because she hasn't bothered to get to know me or my spiritual journey she hasn't bothered to listen to the show she hasn't learned anything at all about me 
and I haven't seen her in over, oh God, I don't know, like 17 years, something like that. 16 years, maybe. I haven't seen her in all this time. It's been 16 years. And she's, she doesn't know what my world has been, what my journey, what my life has been, but she's jealous that I'm living in Ecuador and she's, which is ridiculous. I'm jealous she's riding horses. So, I mean, you know, that's like a rivalry, normal cousin rivalry thing. But so this is what Michael is referring to. He's like, yeah, so he sees it. And I, and I did, I went through this guy's, oh my God. (laughs) And I, I like went through every single obsessively. Like, I know it's her. I know it's her. I know it's her. And out of all my followers, she's the only one missing suddenly out of nowhere. And she was my follower just like two days ago. And then I saw, and then I heard it. So anyway, that's what he's saying. So Go ahead, Michael, please, with the rest. Go more. (laughs) Tell us more. We want to hear from you more. I want to hear from you more. He says, exactly. That's indeed, that is the story we wanted to pull out of you because some people in your life will just never be pleased. Some people in your life will have more fun in the idle gossip than in the learning, the knowing and remembering who they truly are. Some people are going to remain asleep and some people are going to continue to be that thorn in your side, but don't let it hurt you. Don't let it fester and rot. We are here to ask you just to let it go, pull it out. The antiseptic bomb is the power of your own soul. So when people that were at one point close to you treat you badly because of your spirituality and your awakening, you are, a, you are supposed to be awakening at this time. And those that are not, are not heeding the call. It's like they're sitting there with the telephone ringing next to their head and can't be bothered to move their arm. But you who are awakening and glad and rejoicing in it, in this awakening, you are heeding the call immediately, getting up and out of bed and greetings and salutations to the sun as your face beams this brilliant, beautiful smile. We see this on so many of you now. We are so glad to see this. Okay, you're saying 68%. Okay, uh, we see that you are at about 68% capacity of those who are going to spiritually wake up have already begun the spiritual awakening process. And we see that those of you who are on the threshold out of, so you're saying more than 50%, 50%. Okay. So we see that 50% of those of you who are standing on the threshold, walking into the fifth dimension now of all those of you who are awake and aware of what's happening and where, who you are and where you're going, that's 50% are crossing the threshold right now. This is the undercurrent of that energy that most of you are feeling right now. We have also noticed that many of you are talking about this energy. Like this is really big and it's not 
going to let up. You're not going to have a break from the energy. You're just going to have to adjust to it. It will take uh, an adjustment phase of two to three months for some of you on average. That would be it. Those of you who can adjust faster, it'll be two to three weeks. Those of you who just longer, six to nine months is what we're seeing um, according to what happened to us in the Pleiades when this happened with our people. Not all of our people hopped over in the same body. Most of our people died and then were reborn. They chose to be reborn in the fifth dimension. That was much easier for us. And this feat that you are accomplishing at this time is absolutely incredible. We are in awe of you. Really, you need to give yourself a squeeze, hug yourself and applaud yourself and be grateful that you were here at this time to witness this, to feel this, to go through this. This is going to be one of the biggest stories of your soul, of your soul's journey throughout all of its lifetimes. And you are in this grand adventure right now. We are still working with all of you that wish to work with us. You can ask for your Pleiadian Ascension partner to come and be with you. If you did not know about it before, you could start it now. If you're new to the show or you know new to hearing our messages through Elena, you can be rest assured that we're still here to help you. If you need an Ascension partner or would like us to help you, we bring all the energy to you and bring you to the energy, if that makes sense. We... Just we beam a lot of love to all of humanity. Whether you want our help or not, you have it. When your spirit accepts our help, it makes it easier for you. We are aware of a, a pinkish, a very pale pink, platinum hue energy that has been bombarding your world lately. It is literally the energy of the fifth dimension it is what is helping to solidify your place in the fifth dimension as well as it's uh, vibrating in a way that you are decreasing the density in your bodies at, at the moment your bodies are crystalline forms and they are becoming more refined with this energy right now. This is the reason why you're feeling, um, a lot of you are feeling dizzy. Some of you are nauseated. Some of you have your ears constantly ringing and your bones constantly vibrating. And it's a very uncomfortable feeling for many of you, possibly most of you. And that's why. What we can recommend at this time is meditation, sleeping, water, drink a lot of water, eat high quality vegetables and fruit. And for some of you, grains will calm you down, but we don't recommend eating a lot of grains. Barley, 
is something that some of you will relate to energetically will help alleviate that. Some of you are, yeah, I've been, you guys, I've been hearing the word barley all day long and I don't even know how to say barley in Spanish. And I was at the store and I couldn't find it because I don't know (laughs) how to say it, but I was thinking about making soup with barley in it. So I got to look it up and figure it out. But, um, yeah, barley is something. Yeah, he's saying uh, barley contains minerals in it that will help to soothe and calm your nerves. And so also we would like to mention that taking mineral supplements, especially if they're liquid mineral supplements that can be absorbed rapidly, might help alleviate some of the symptoms of the nervousness. A lot of you are feeling nervous at this time, and that's part of... um, part of the process. It's part of the process. A lot of you are feeling like you don't want to eat. A lot of you are feeling like you want to eat, but you don't know what, or you want to go back to eat what you used to eat. And it makes you feel sick. A lot of you at this time are learning that you don't really want to eat animals anymore. And that's a natural part of the process. And when you are fully in the fifth, you don't have to, you don't have to anymore. Your body will be a different body. It is changing and you're upgrading now at a rate of 5% per week. You're changing 5% per week. Some of you are changing as rapidly as 15 to 25% per week. So some of you in four weeks will be fully integrated into the fifth dimension in a way that you are completely transformed. That will also... Are you saying eight months? They're saying, okay. So also like in about eight months, you might cease to appear before your loved ones. If that's the case, if you are extremely rapid with this, (laughs) you can lower your vibration in a way that they can see you. But a lot of times they will walk in the room or walk by you and not know you're there. Your vibration is going to raise so much that you will phase out from them. And that actually will be the beginning of when you'll know when that starts to happen, when people walk in the room and not see you at all, they'll look like they're looking right through you and they won't know you're there. They won't sense or feel that you're there if they're still sleeping spiritually. And we will come and be with you long after this happens. So when we, um, decide to come with our light chips and land, many of you are still asking, when is it going to happen? It seems like it's taking forever. We understand your impatience, but you're saying 18 and 19 months, Yeah, 18 and 19 months, we think is the timeline at which this would happen. Some of you may be sooner. We might come and visit you sooner. But we're still testing the waters with it. With some of you, we have come and touched your forehead or your hand to see how you react to it. Just something very gentle. And if you jump at a gentle touch, you might not be ready to have us in your world yet. Fully phased in with you. But as you phase up, you're going to start to notice different colors, different shapes, different things and elements, basically different 
I, I can't even tell you what they're showing me right now, guys. It's like, they're almost showing me like a kaleidoscope. Have you guys ever looked through a kaleidoscope and all the shapes and the colors and the um, different patterns? And they're showing me that's like what the sky is going to look like, but I don't know what that means. That's just the way that my brain is now interpreting it. So, Michael, can you explain that? Yes, it's going to be much different. And we really, truly can't prepare you for what you're about to see. But all we can say is that it's going to phase in very slowly for you as you phase into the fifth dimension. As you go up, you're going to start to notice things you didn't notice before. And it's going to be like a wild psychedelic trip for some of you. But you'll quickly get used to it. You'll be fine. In our world, it wasn't as dramatic because we hardly any of us decided to cross physically. We, a few people did, but we just, we died and then got reborn. And so we didn't really have a lot of, we didn't have a lot of that experiencing. It was just suddenly it was there and we were here and we're in the fifth dimension. So for us, it's an exciting process to watch you because we get to see all of what what you're going through, what you're experiencing. And we get to see it through your eyes. And many of you are sending the images and pictures to us. And we are so grateful for that. It does help us in our own research and our knowledge. And we ourselves, even though we've been around a long, long time and we've been in the fifth dimension a long, long time, we ourselves are still researchers. We are still scientists in many rights. And we are so interested in learning from you guys and from everybody from around the universe. We are so interested in spirituality and the world and the, the the universe. And we like to study the universal themes when worlds have crises that result in a spiritual growth cycle. And we're so grateful that we got to be here with you tonight and that we got to be here at all in the past several decades just to be here helping your world, helping you. So we just wanted to come and remind you of some of the emotional stuff today. Usually we try to get into more technical stuff, but today we see so many of you going through the emotional stuff, the longing for lost loved ones, the longing for lost relationships, the longing for lost love or for not having love that you want. But the greatest love that you can focus on right now is the love that God has for you and that you have for you. Develop your love for yourself. Find your own point of entry into this world. Know who you are on a level that you know where you touch this world it's the only way we that they're saying this to me guys I'm sorry um the note at which you exist in this world is the energy and the point at which you came in here before anything happened to you good bad or indifferent get back to your original energy signature point 
and be in touch with your highest vibrational point. Connect those two points with your soul. And that will help you to field the energy of your spirit light bodies, your Merkaba. Just connect those three points like a triangle. And that's going to help you um, anchor into who you are as a divine sovereign being. When you come into this energy, you're going to see what we mean. You're going to have like, um, they're showing me you guys like a silvery blue color, but also like a rosy goldy platinum color. Oh, he says, yes. Okay. So you know what? I think that that's one of the parts of the Merkaba is one of those and the other parts is the other. He says, yes, and inside is like a golden light. When they meet, when they conjunct, when they start spinning, one spins one direction, one spins the other direction. So that's what you're saying? He says, yes. He says, so this is our assignment to let you, uh, to leave you with for now. Start working with those energies, those colors. Start um, imagining, visualizing these colors in your meditation and what we just told you, work on that. Ask your Ascension partner to be with you. Say, hey, Pleiadian Ascension partner, come and help me today. And we will be at your side. I am Michael Ashtar, or Michael Sherhan of Ashtar Command. I am with the Pleiadian light forces from the, from the planets, the grouping of planets around the stars, clusters that you call, the star cluster that you call the Pleiades. We are your brothers and sisters. We love you very much. We come to you in peace and love and in the highest vibration that spirit can allow through us at this time. Please call upon us for anything that you need, spiritually speaking, and we shall be at your side as soon as possible. And he's saying thank you and namaste. Thank you, Michael. I love you. He says, we love all of you. We love you too. All right. Bye-bye. All right, guys. Well, there you have it. I hope that I did a good job in the channeling tonight. I hope that it came clear for you. Some things that it was kind of embarrassing that to talk. I was going to talk to you guys tomorrow about this thing with my cousin. Like I just knew she, whatever, but (laughs) So but it's funny. He wanted me to talk about it. I, and, and that story kept, it kept permeating my mind. I kept like putting it out, like whatever, you know, she doesn't want to know me. Cool. There's no obligation. You know, we're always going to know each other on one level anyway, and I'm always going to love her. So, Hey, Hey, whatever. But, um, funny you brought it up and I did. I totally heard what she's thinking about me. And I was just like, Whoa, she's on the phone complaining late last night about me after she deleted me. <laughs> but you know what? Sometimes we are thorns in other people's sides so that they can always be reminded of what they're missing. And we all do that for each other to a certain extent. So it's okay. It's okay. It's all going to be all right. Egg buck, guys. Everything's going to be okay.
Anyway, I wanted to remind you before I go to set your calendars for July 1st or any part of the first week of July and write on your calendars time to vote for People's Choice Award Metaphysical Soul Speak, the podcast. I'm going to give you guys information as we get closer to it, probably in June. I'll start, uh, I'll put a commercial on my show. So if you guys like what you hear, keep listening. Stick with me. Some shows are better than others for you. Everyone has different things they relate to. But tell your friends and family that are awakening up. You know, I've got some basic stuff for beginners. I've got some deeper metaphysics and quantum mechanics for some of those of you who want to just get into the chunky stuff, the really deep mystery stuff. So I do a little bit of both. And I also put a lot of science into my show as well, because this is metaphysics is where science and spirituality meet. And this is what my goal is always to find it find those junctures anyway thank you for liking subscribing sharing favoriting whatever it's called on the player you're using and thank you for sharing to your instagram people and your facebook groups your meditation and conscious connecting groups because it's helping but right now i'm going to sign off i'll be back tomorrow with all unique and original programming just like always And right now I'm signing off (laughs) with peace and joy and the high vibrations of the Holy Fifth Dimension. Till next time, guys. Peace. Metaphysical Soul Speak is run on sponsors and listener support. This means listeners like you. If you are so inclined to support my efforts and my little podcast, please visit me at anchor.fm forward slash metaphysical and pledge an amount of your choosing today. Thank you.